Welcome to Murder, She Don't, the horror movie podcast where we watch horror movies because he likes them. But she don't, but then we talk about those movies. Because I do like talking, and he don't. Today we're talking about the Mothman prophecies, for some reason. <laughs> okay, look, I, I feel like I need to like defend myself, and I've already told you this. Right. The reason why I wanted to watch this is because this is the only horror movie that I remember watching prior to our relationship, okay? <laughs> so it is a boring-ass movie. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I remember being so terrified. It was a late-night showing. I had to get up for work early the next morning, and I was just like stupid i was stupid and thought that this was the like pinnacle of just horror movies and was like i just i remember watching this one in the theaters y'all and being like oh my god um no not not so doesn't hold up well no no it it does not (laughs) but it was made in 2002 by mark pellington mainly he does like music videos which does not explain why this movie is so boring Mm, to look at Mm -mm. I was, a, by... I was a junior in high school, by the way, in 2002. So, yeah, still not. Still, <laughs> still, no, not a good excuse. Keep Screenplay going. by Richard uh, Hadam, Hadam, Hadam. And based on a book, The Mothman Prophecies by John Keel, who was like a, he says this is like based on true story kind of. And there is a, a legend. Right. John Keel is this guy who, he's like a true believer. He really believes there's like demons or spirits and that sort of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. And so that's what he writes about. Like, yeah. or, well, wrote about. I think he died a few years ago. There's like a supernatural urban legend surrounding the Mothman. And this movie was trying to portray that in a semi-fictional way. Does not... I would rather watch a documentary, a documentary about all of the weird experiences people have had with the mom. That would have been infinitely more interesting than this. So uh, content warning, is there anything you can think of? Uh, There is a car accident scene that is pretty brutal. There's a bridge collapse. It's boring. That's the that's and the like big cars going movie. into water. So if you're one of those people, claustrophobic maybe. Yeah. yeah, in movies, I always like. It's not going to sway me from watching it, but I hate when characters go underwater and have to hold their breath for a really long time. I did not get that feeling from this one, either time I've watched it. But there is an underwater scene. Yeah. So there you go. That's pretty much it. I can't think of any other content in this movie this movie's not got a lot of content to it i will say that this movie is the reason i can't look out into our backyard at night so if you like doing that don't watch this movie okay (laughs) (laughs) and would you recommend this movie no no yeah Mm -mm. no this movie is not worth watching (laughs) listen to this podcast and then just Never think about Mothman prophecies again. Correct. Unless there's a documentary that comes out, which would be, you know, interesting. So the recap of the story basically goes that uh, John Klein is a Washington Post columnist, married, uh, played by Richard Gere. Mm -hmm. Um, He's married uh, to a woman named Mary. Uh, They get... Played by Deborah Messing. Deborah Messing. They're like newlyweds or something because they're buying a house or maybe they've been married a little while. Anyway, they're buying a house. They have sex in a closet. Whatever. I, I don't know why it was there to show how passionate they were or something. How much they loved each other, maybe. Sure. And anyway, uh, they driving a car. Deborah Messing sees a giant moth creature fly at her and crashes and like cracks it's, her head against the yeah. windshield or like the side 
window, goes to the hospital and dies, but not from the head injury, but because she has like a brain aneurysm or something. Mm Mm-hmm. Just randomly. just Okay, but she doesn't go to the hospital and die that night. Right, 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 right. Like, calm down. So they scan her brain for the brain injury, and they're like, well, we can stop the bleeding, but she has a lesion, which looks like a moth, and in her brain, and it's it's really hard to operate on, we, we're not going to be able to get all of it. So they operate, they don't get it. She undergoes chemo, and she, the second she wakes up, she's like, did you see it? Yeah, and, yeah, and she does like, mention, like, did you see the... He's like, what? Did I see what? And she's like, okay, good. And, like, turns over, and he's like, okay, well, <laughs> head trauma, whatever. She's she's out of her noggin. And then they discover the tumor, and there's this whole big, long process. Although it doesn't feel like a whole long process. And then it jumps to three years later, but it I don't... Yeah, Remember. she dies, and, and it. The only thing that was weird about it, really, for there was she was drawing pictures of the Mothman. Yeah, and like one of the nurses is like, "Oh, she knew she was gonna die, so she was drawing pictures of angels." And I'm like, "What kind of fucking angels does this <laughs> nurse? Like, what kind of angels do you imagine, man?" Right, right. So, uh, like, even if it's like the fake version of angels that Europeans think of, and not the fucking weird wheel with like a dozen eyes or whatever it is that are <laughs> described in the Bible. That's not an angel in anybody's. These were a bunch of black scribbles yes. with red eyes. And it was very demonic looking. And I'm like, okay, angels, sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, skip ahead two years later. He's Two years? Two two years, I think. I thought it was three. Might have been three. I don't I don't. He care. mentions, oh, <laughs> my wife died three years ago, two years ago, whatever it is. But it doesn't skip, like it doesn't tell the audience. Like we have to pick it up in the dialogue. And that's so frustrating to me because if i missed that line if i went to go to the bathroom because it was boring as shit part (laughs) i would have missed that and been like oh well and nothing was lost by missing some of this movie (laughs) but his friend is trying to set him up with somebody and is like hey this cute girl and whatever and he's like no i'm I'm not ready yet and he's like it's been two two years three years whatever and it's just it's one of those things that i'm like at first i was like he she just died and then realized oh they skipped ahead and didn't tell anybody yeah like irresponsible storytelling y'all so he's driving through west virginia for uh he's gonna go interview the governor right and he ends up like on the other side of the state Mm -hmm. which i don't know if you've ever driven through west virginia really pretty Mm -hmm. remember when we drove through there to go to dc it's pretty yeah but he ends up like hundreds of miles out of the way and ends up in this place called Point Pleasant. Mm-hmm. And his car breaks down just in the middle of the road, just dies. So he goes to the nearest house and in the house there's a guy named Gordon who has a shotgun. Has a shotgun on him and takes him to the bathroom and like holds him hostage and calls the police. He's like, standing in the bathtub. <laughs> well, yeah, if you're gonna shotgun the guy, you don't wanna have to like spend all that time cleaning up. You do it in the bathtub. <laughs> But he's freaking out and he's like, I was waiting for you. And he's like, I've never been here before. And he's like, you've been here two, the past two nights at 2 a.m. And Gordon's played by uh, Will Patton, another one of those actors who's like, I like this guy a lot. Yeah. Man, this cast is actually pretty good. Like, yeah. Laura Lenny plays the cop who they call, Gordon calls when they find Richard Gere there. I've never been a big Richard Gere fan, but like... He's, he's fine. He's, like, he's, fine. he's a d- decent actor, whether you like him or not. Yeah, like, like he's, he's he's fine. I liked him more in Chicago. 
Like, I, but Laura Linney is great, and which came out around this time too. Anyway, so Connie, the cop, believe Laura Linney shows up. Mm-hmm. Ask him what he's doing there. Gordon believes that he's been showing up every night at two thirty in the morning for the last two or three nights and he's like this is the guy this is the guy and john's like no it's obviously not me i don't know even where the hell i am so he stays at the hotel that night because his car's broken down he asked her the the cop laura lenny the sheriff i, I think she's the I don't, her name's connie yeah but <laughs> I'm, a, she, I'm her connie but she's not like just a, a deputy like she's yeah. in charge of this little small town and it's point pleasant and he's like well where are we and she kind of points to the motel sign motel yeah. sign and it says point pleasant and so he goes in and he gets a room and he's like can you and he's like looking around the state trying to state find lines wh- trying to find and he goes where are i can't find you on the map because he's and, from washington dc so mm-hmm. he's like where exactly am i and they're like oh you're at the wrong you're by the ohio river yeah and so they point to the opposite side of the state of the of the state and he's like that would have taken me six hours to get to and it's only 2 30 to like three o'clock and i lost like four hours like i jumped like how did that happen and so he calls his like work associate his work friend and i was like hey i'm i'm here i don't know how i got here like i shouldn't be here by all like physics and time and everything like this is so strange but i think there's something going on so the next night he goes back to gordon's house to watch to see if if somebody shows up if somebody shows up that looks like him and so the cop is sitting behind him and she goes up and knocks on his window and she's like i thought i'd find you here (laughs) and he's like uh uh and she's just like, yeah, we're staking out the same place for the same reason. If I were that cop, I'd be like, why are you stalking but Gordon? She, she explains to him that like weird shit has been going on. And yeah. People have been talking about like this giant, uh, what do they say? The giant winged creature with a giant moth with red eyes. Mm-hmm. Like multiple people have been seeing it. Uh, he, he asks her at some point, I don't know if it's at this point, but have you had anything weird going on? She's like, mm, I keep having this dream where I am dying and I'm surrounded by presence and I'm in the water and somebody whispers to me, wake up number 37. And then I wake up, you know, it's strange, whatever. And she like brushes it off and he's like, oh, okay. And I don't, I don't know. Uh, But there, there's a relationship building between him and the cop. Kind of like. There's a tension there, but they don't have the greatest of chemistry laura lenny and richard gear and she's trying to stay professional but a lot of weird shit is happening so she's like if you can make sense of this please do there's a professor in chicago i think yeah yeah, i think chicago yeah and he calls him because he deals with like the paranormal or used to and wrote a paper on mothman and so richard gear's character what is his name again john 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 klein Yes. Uh, So John calls this professor who I don't remember his name. And he's like, I don't do that anymore and hangs up on him. So then later on in the film, he flies out there Mm -hmm. to like meet up with him, to meet up with him, but doesn't have a meeting set up. Just like walks up to him in the quad and is like, I'm the one that called you. I need to talk to you. And he's like, "Okay, fine, I'll talk to you. And so they go down an alleyway. And I'm like, why are you going down an alley with somebody who's basically stalking you? He called you. You basically said, I don't do that anymore. Like, hung up on him. And now you're just, like, trusting him with your life down this alleyway. But whatever. And he's like, you're, it's something, oh, oh, 
by this point, Gordon has come to him and is like, he came to me this morning. I got up. I felt really sick. And then in the mirror, it wasn't me. It was him. And his name is Ingrid Cole. And he told me, like, these numbers and this many people died. In Denver, 99 will die. Oh, yeah. In Denver, 99 will die. And then they're sitting there talking about it in this cafe. And he's like, I know I sound crazy. I don't think I'm crazy. I really had a conversation with Ingrid Cole. And then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, he, John John Klein, looks up at the TV that's just hanging out in this cafe and turned to the news station. And there was a Denver 9, 99 people on board, plane crash, everybody died. And he's like, what? And so he goes and he turns it up and he looks back at Gordon. And so... He's having these like premonitions through conversations with Ingrid Cole. And he's like, that's weird. So then he goes and talks to the guy and he's like, yeah, the premonitions or the prophecies won't stop. You have to just tune them out. You have to learn to live with them. It will not stop. And I lost my wife. I lost everything I worked for. That's why I don't do that anymore. And... You know, I nobody believes you when you try to tell them to to prevent this tragedy from happening. Nobody believes you. Mm. And so he goes back and. Well, there, there's also the scene where Ingrid or Ingrid, right? What was his name? Idrid. Ingrid. Idrid Cold. Ingrid. That's what it is. Ingrid. Indrid Cold calls John at his hotel and he does like a whole 21 questions with the the mysterious voice and he's like that's the what's most in interesting. my shoe <laughs> or no where's my watch in your shoe under the bed what do I ha- what do I have in my hand chapstick, chapstick. <laughs> and it's he has such a weird voice and he's recording it so then he takes it to like this audio lab like and... the forensic audio guys and they're like well this isn't human it's it's you know electrical frequencies and it's not a human voice and you're assuming that it's a man's voice and it could be a woman's voice so then john klein starts seeing his wife everywhere and it freaks him out because he's longing for her and all of a sudden he turns over and there she is in bed and then she's gone and it just like breaks his heart all over again then he like somebody else sees his wife yes uh, uh, connie sees yeah connie is like did you know that woman did you see that woman that just came in here and he's like what and she describes her and he's like <gasps> and so he runs out and is like looking all over for her shows her a shows pic- connie a shows picture. connie a picture of his wife and she, he's like is this her is it her? no john your wife is dead like that can't be like that's your wife is that your wife i think she says and that that couldn't have been her your wife is dead and he's like i know she's dead and he's like freaking out losing it on the verge of a mental breakdown but yeah the most interesting scene i think is the chapstick scene <laughs> That's so sad. And it's, it is literally the one thing that I remember because I remember. Chapstick. I remember calling the person that I saw it with the next day and just saying, Chapstick. Chapstick. And, and like. It was cherry flavored. And it, I mean, it was just, it was, it was a bad movie. Yeah. And, and Idrid also tells him, you know, there's going to be an accident on the Ohio River. Yes. And so he's, he becomes like kind of obsessed with figuring out what this accident's going to be. And he finds out that there's a chemical plant. The, a chemical plant where Gordon worked. And well, we forgot to mention Gordon died also. Oh, so yeah. during what I think I, one of the calls with uh, Idrid, he tells him about the Ohio River. And then Gordon calls him, he's like, hey, blah, 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 blah. He, he says he sounds weird. Mm-hmm. And so John goes to check on him and finds him just like dead against a tree. Mm-hmm. And when he calls the cops out, they're like, he's been dead for eight hours. Well, he called me out here. What time did he call? An hour ago. Dun, dun, dun. Boom, boom, boom. 
anyway, the uh, the chemical plant that Gordon worked at, the governor's going to tour it, and it's right on the Ohio River. So John puts two and two together. And he's like, oh, we have to stop the governor from going to the... So he goes to the airport and stops the governor and is like, dude, don't go to the... Like, call it off. Don't go to the chemical plant. There's going to be something bad that happens. And all of the Secret Service guys are like, has there been a bomb threat? There's no bomb threat. No, it's not a bomb. It's just something's going to happen. And he's like, whatever. Get this guy away from me. And, like, basically he is not allowed near the governor. And Laura Linney is one of the cops assigned to escort the... And he's got kind of feelings for her, I guess. Yeah. He's definitely in protective mode. Yeah. And anyway, so nothing happens, though. Like, the governor goes to the chemical plant and nothing happens. Yeah. So everybody thinks he's crazy. Which, yeah. He's getting there. (laughs) So then he... Oh, what? Who says... Oh, Oh, Ingrid Ingrid Cold calls calls him. him. like, hey, you have to go to Georgetown. Or leaves him a message with the the hotel he's staying at. (laughs) And says, your wife is going to call... Back back home. Like, you have yeah. to go home to wait for your wife's call on Christmas Eve or, like... At noon. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, he flies back home or goes back home, drives back home, whatever, and is sitting by the phone waiting for this call. And about five minutes before noon, who calls him? Connie. Connie. She's like, you shouldn't be alone on Christmas Eve. Let's Come talk here. for 15 minutes. Right. And she, she knows. Because she, she knows that he's supposed to be there at noon or whatever. And she's like, you need to ignore this crazy freaking thing. Yeah. Just ignore it and get over it. Like, like it's not her. Like, get over it. And you, you shouldn't be alone. And he's like, I know it's her. I know it's her. I want, I miss her so bad. And he, she's like, I know. And I know I'm not her. And I know, like, but we have food. We have a place at the table. We have presents. Come on down. Like, you can spend time with us and not be alone for for Christmas. And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so she's like, hey, I have a plane ticket waiting for you. If you leave right now, you can can just make it. And he's like, I don't know. And so he gets off the phone with her and puts the phone down and he starts going up the stairs and the phone rings and it is 12. And there's this, like moment of tension of like will he answer the phone no he will not he gets into his car and he starts driving and doing whatever it is to get there and uh as he's driving into point pleasant Mm -hmm. there's a traffic light that's fucked up on the bridge leading into town yeah the silver bridge yes silver bridge that goes over the ohio river the ohio river so there are all these people stuck on the bridge because of the traffic light and john starts walking Across the bridge. He doesn't suspect. I think he's just looking to see what the hell's going on. Yeah. And he starts hearing like the creaking of the bolts and everything as they're starting to give way. Because it's America and of course we have awful infrastructure. <laughs> oh my God. Like, but yeah, like the bridge wasn't made. The the idea and the concept, which makes sense, question mark. It's just not a very good concept. Is like it the the bridge was not built to sustain that amount of weight. Right. For that for prolonged that yeah. amount of time. And so you start hearing the ping of like the cables breaking and the the creaking, really. Not Which, there's no ping. Why would you build a bridge uh-huh. without it being able to support 
the weight of cars for a little period of time because you never know what's going to happen. Like the again, I'm not <laughs> saying it's a great concept. I'm just saying like the right, concept. Right. I, I, is... I get I get the idea, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's dumb. Yeah, anyway, it's... so yeah, what proceeds is the bridge collapses. Like for the last ten minutes of the movie or something, it's yeah. a bridge collapse scene, and it's actually pretty cool. Like we see one of the like auxiliary characters get killed by a cable that comes in and sweeps, into and that's his... that's really kind of creepy and like heartbreaking because he's like a young kid who saw the mothman and he's getting married or he's supposed to getting married and his girl we see his girlfriend trying on wedding dresses when he gets killed and she can see the bridge she can't see like him right on the bridge but she sees the bridge and like everything happening so uh, everybody starts collapsing they're trying to get everybody off off the yeah the thing but connie gets stuck and falls into the water john real or sees her i think sees the car sees the car because she's in her police car and mm-hmm. it's got the siren lights on and everything so he jumps in saves her it's all the christmas presents because it's christmas eve mm-hmm. pulls her out you know they're talking to the fire chief afterwards and he's like how bad john's, was it yeah john's asking is it bad and he goes yeah it's pretty bad oh and there's one this one scene before we get to the the paramedic uh or the fireman fireman uh there's this one scene of an aerial shot with all of these cars the car lights yes with the headlights in the water taillights too because the taillights with the two red lights makes me think of the mothman right right, 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 right. but yeah all these lights just shining up from the water it's very creepy it's really cool looking like i feel like that last 10 minutes is worth watching. Like, just go to YouTube and, like, I'm sure it's on there. <laughs> that is worth watching. There's some cool, intense mm-hmm. moments in there. It's not worth watching the rest of this movie. Anyway, the fireman's like, hey, it's really bad. And he's like, how many? And he's 36. And then, like, Laura Linney's like, how many? 36? I was supposed to be 37. She doesn't say that, but it's, you know. Heavily implied. Yeah, that's that's the that's the thing. And then there's a little, like, words on the thing and the mothman was never seen in point pleasant again yeah so that was the goddamn mothman <laughs> he is so mad at me <laughs> like i said the last 10 minutes is pretty cool but so what did you think of the mothman prophecies the first time i i saw it i was thoroughly creeped out just because of the voice the voice was super creepy and i was young and you're still young baby <laughs> younger than you old you, man yes yes <laughs> um but i you know i the whole chapstick thing like that really creeped me out and this time i was like oh my god this is why why <laughs> was i so creeped out by this like that was the most interesting part of this movie i think is and he thinks oh my god he's in the hotel room with me and he's like closing the the curtains and turning off the lights and like trying to hide and he's you know the guy or and indrid cole says you know thanks for making it easier or something (laughs) along those lines i mean it just didn't land as much as it landed back in 2002 you know what i mean and this is the closest to a (laughs) rom-com sure that we have gotten to because i honestly thought that he died trying to save her that's how i remembered it i don't know why but when he lived i was like then what is this whole goddamn movie about (laughs) like uh, i wanted him to die um but no like it it's fine. I I really would. Like, if you watch Bailey Syrian, I love that girl. She does her makeup. I'm not really good into makeup. Like, I'm not really... 
skilled with makeup, but I try real hard to follow her tutorials and it's whatever. Um, but she had a whole thing about the Mothman from the Mothman Prophecy. And her 10 minutes was better than this, <laughs> what, two hour long movie? Oh, God, this movie felt like it seven hours yeah Yeah. (laughs) so honestly her tutorial on like she does makeup murder mystery makeup mondays and so her thing was more entertaining than this but i saw that of hers remembered that that was a horror movie that i had seen without you prior to our relationship and was like huh That'd be really cool to whatever. But there's this one woman in the movie that describes looking out her back window or her back door and seeing the Mothman standing beside a tree in her backyard. And we have a tree in our backyard and we have a a window over our sink. And I cannot like that is one of the things that I'm like, don't look out the window because he's going to be there. So one day I need to set up a giant <laughs> man statue up there with I glowing red eyes. But it's not just our house. Like we, I, I, I was a junior in high school, so I had another year of high school to live in my parents' house. So, or I might have been a senior. Like it came out around Christmas, right? Uh, I can look it up. Like it, th- this is very much a Christmas movie because it starts at Christmas and it ends at Christmas. It came out January twenty fifth, two thousand and two. So right after Christmas. So junior. But yeah, my my mom has a window over her sink as well. And I couldn't look out that window either. <laughs> I would just stare at the dishes. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sorry. Can I formally <laughs> apologize for, for requesting we do this one? I'm sorry. But this is why it's important for y'all to follow us on Twitter and give us some suggestions so that we stop fucking it up. Okay? <laughs> so... <laughs> Please get on our Twitter and tell us what movies you would like to see. Murder She Don't One on Twitter. Yeah, murder at Murder She Don't One, the number, because we are number one. No, this movie was just so boring. Like, it, it was, it, it's not pretty enough to be interesting. It's not well shot. You know, there's nothing about this movie. There's really one cool shot. Yeah, the when the kid gets killed? No. Which one? The one with, oh, the, with the, 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 the headlights. lights looking up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really cool looking, and the 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 little sequence of the kid getting killed by the the rope or whatever. Yeah, that that was intense and interesting. But this movie is boring. Does Laura Linney and Richard Gere ever kiss? I don't think so. Okay, so I really enjoy the kind of romantic tension that is between them. It's not done well, but it's not forced either. Does I, that make sense? To me, it feels like completely forced because like they're, they have no chemistry. There's nothing there to put a relationship on. They are vaguely work acquaintances, I suppose. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I don't know. This movie was... I can't... I, I, there's nothing really fun or good or very interesting i mean mm-hmm. i guess the main concept could be explored more but like where there's like this otherworldly voice it could be a ufo or a demon or you mm-hmm. know extraterrestrial or extra dimensional beings or something like that who are trying to warn people about accidents that are coming up but this, this ain't it Mm-mm. this is this is boring it, it's so much a 90s like political thriller, but with a supernatural tinge to it. That's the, remember all the there was like so many '90s like thriller movies about like oh there's a serial killer and only one guy can put him away and and it's not even an action movie but it's that thriller and that's what this movie is. It's a thriller with a slight horror veneer over it that just <laughs> never works. It never comes together. Yeah, I mean I can agree with most everything you say. 
about this movie. And Richard Gere picks his nose. What? No, he doesn't. <laughs> just, yeah, you can say whatever you want about Mothman Prophecies because nobody has watched it, so we're just going to make up. <laughs> Laura Linney fights a skunk barehanded. <laughs> See, no, we can't make up stuff because then people will actually watch it and yeah, then get angry no, at us. Nobody watch the Mothman Prophecies. <laughs> Please. This movie sucks. God, no. <laughs> oh, Mothman Prophecies. And I really don't, like, nobody ate. Yeah, no, there's, in the uh, whole, they were in a cafe, but I, I don't remember they ate He ordered coffee, like, one time. Yeah, there's no real menu you can build around this. No. We did see somebody build a Mothman Sunday. Sunday, which was very cool looking. It was adorable. Not scary at all. But I guess we, we will try our, our hand at that. Sure, we can, you can make a... Mothman Sunday, I believe in you. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to build a menu around Mothman Prophecies because nobody should ever watch Mothman Prophecies. There is one line that I was like, hmm, okay, I, I guess, but that doesn't give you anything to further the plot. When he's talking to that professor guy mm-hmm. in Chicago, he's like, didn't you need to know if he was going, if it was right? Like, if, if his premonitions were right? And he's like, we aren't allowed to know. Or like, when he was talking about where do they come from who is it is it demonic is it this and he's like didn't you need to know that and he's like we aren't allowed to know oh and there's that whole like cockroach thing like okay this was this was actually a cool concept Mm -hmm. uh when just trying to describe who the mothman actually is and indrid cold and all of that so the professor guy explains you know there's god or whoever you like this higher being and then there's us and then there's something in the middle he is something in the middle and he's like well why didn't why don't they just explain themselves to us and he's like have you ever tried to explain yourself to a cockroach and he's like no exactly like that's that's what we are to them yeah and it's like, okay, well, then at that point, why are they trying to warn us yeah. about why not just be entertained by our tragedies? And I feel like you could alone? take this concept and make a decent movie out of it, like just kind of exploring the, the what is in between there. But mm-hmm. that, that's not really what this movie did. It was more no. just like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what this movie did. Like it was tried to be a rom-com. Well, it had like a romantic subplot. Like kind tension. Of, yeah. yeah. There was a romantic tension. There was this like investigative thriller type aspect of it. And then we didn't see enough of the Mothman to really be a horror like film. Yeah, the the last scene is pretty horrific, horrific, but in like a very real world kind of tragedy sort of way. I don't know. This movie, this movie sucks. So anything else you want to talk about? Mothman prophecies? No. So every week when we grade our movie, we grade it on a scale of something from the movie. For Mothman Prophecies, what kind of scale are we going to use? One to ten swinging cables of death. One to ten chapsticks. (laughs) Okay, that has to be it, right? Like, that has to be it. That has to be a closing line at least. And remember, chapstick. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Um, One to to ten, it's under your bed. (laughs) I can't go that low, though. One to ten Idrid Colds. One to ten... Shotguns in the bathroom. <laughs> Shotguns in the bathroom. That's a that's a country band name, right? A country punk band. Yeah, country punk band. Shotguns in the bathroom. Shotguns in the bathroom. A one to ten moth-shaped tumors. One to ten cars underwater. Mm. Sad. One yeah. to ten presents in the water. Sadder. One to ten soggy Christmas presents. Let's do that. <laughs> okay. So this... Uh, 
Like the last 10 minutes, I'm trying to think if that deserves anything. <laughs> no, I'm going to go one. This is a one. <laughs> this is one soggy Christmas present. Like, <sighs> I, there, like I said, the last 10 minutes is pretty cool, but it's not worth watching the rest of the movie for. And for a one, for me, this is a movie that like I never want to watch this movie again. This is boring. It's And we dull. own the DVD. So if well, you're looking. <laughs> I did buy it because you would, you were like, that movie scared the crap out of me. Like years ago when we first started dating, I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And I was like, I remember watching it going like, I don't, I don't get it. What am I not? I think I ended up painting miniatures <laughs> through the entire movie. Because I was just so bored, so. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 one soggy Christmas present, baby. <laughs> what about you? So look forward to a giveaway on <laughs> on our Twitter account for our copy. Uh, we'll sign it. <laughs> we'll even sign it and send it your way. Mothman prophecies. Boop, boop. Um, or you could just search through the city dump. I'm sure there's plenty of copies <laughs> of it there. This not signed, not signed by us. Oh, that probably makes it more worthless. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will scribble on a movie you don't want to. You've see. seen my handwriting. Nobody's gonna be able to tell what it is anyway. <laughs> um, I'm gonna rate it a two. Soggy Christmas presents only because I'm the one that chose it, so I can't give it a one. Um. But yeah, I mean, I remember being so freaked out. I think it was the fact that it was so late at night and I had to drop him off and then drive back home and I had to drive past the duck pond, which was like dark and creepy at that time because they didn't have all the like lights that they have now. And so I was like, like looking out my, (laughs) and I was in Sophie Bean. You remember Uh my old car where there was no radio Yeah, and like... Just humming along like, not a muffin gonna get me. (laughs) Singing Christmas carols, trying to get home as fast as possible. Yeah. I think the after experience of that, I remember the terror that it gave me. And then I watched it again and can't believe that it gave me terror. (laughs) So, but it has terrorized me for this long. So I think that deserves at least two soggy Christmas presents. Two soggy Christmas presents. I ain't going above that. Mm -mm. Yeah. So if you enjoyed the show, uh, follow us on Twitter at Murder She Don't One and check out our Instagram where we post pictures of the food items that we talk about. Yes. Or our attempts at such. Yeah. So follow us at uh, Instagram at Murder She Don't and Twitter at Murder She Don't One. Mm -hmm. Then recommend us to friends and family, but don't recommend Mothman Prophecies to anyone. And if you've known anybody that has been abused by Mothman Prophecies, (laughs) please. We're starting a support group. Please, if you've watched remember. Mothman Prophecies, come, come you made here, it through so it. We can... <laughs> We've made it through it together. We're we together. <laughs> or if anybody recommends that you watch Mothman Prophecies, you get to hit them in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, just send them this episode and just be like, hard no. <laughs> if anybody, if anybody recommends Mothman Prophecies to you, they are a mean person, and you need to get away from them. <laughs> You need to get away from me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious. We should really sign it and, and put a, a giveaway <laughs> on Just Twitter. get it out of the house. 
we might have to do it three or four times before anybody like applies or does anything but uh all right so we don't have a listener goal right now but we do have the goal to hit all 50 states to find at least one listener of one episode in each of the 50 of the united states this week we are focusing on florida and delaware delaware and florida come on florida man you've done worse things than listen to (laughs) (laughs) or florida woman and delaware that one seems like it's gonna be a hard one is there people that actually live in delaware i don't know oh burn delaware see what happens if you don't listen to the episodes prove us wrong (laughs) so check us out uh send us to friends in delaware and florida Florida. yes Woohoo! i used to live in florida you should do it for me jacksonville Jacksonville are you are you florida man uh that would explain a lot So yes, join us next week and remember Chapstick. Shit. It is always a shit show. <laughs> Fuck.